to hear now. Thank you to Brian Coolis for that good uh, intro music. Man, so good to see you on this uh, Sunday afternoon. Some of you will be watching this or listening to it some other time. So, uh, but uh, hey, if you missed that intro, go back and check it out. Uh, that is uh, uh, credits to uh, Brian uh, BK, super cool Coolis, uh, who is our producer uh, and does a little bit of everything. He's on our ownership team here. Uh, at Team Doc Washburn, and uh, so we're just so thankful that you joined us here today on this Sunday afternoon. I'm doing this podcast on a Sunday, uh, trying to catch you up. We owe you several podcasts, so we're trying to get those called up. Uh, for those that may just be joining us and you don't uh, know, Doc is just burning the candle at both ends, um, doing six and eight, uh, I think four yesterday or five uh, stops. It probably has uh, 30, 40 stops. Uh, next week that he's doing crisscrossing the state. Uh, and for those that may not know, he's running for, uh, governor for the state of Arkansas. So we are, uh, doing our best to pitch in here. Uh, he and I spent a little bit of time on the phone, uh, last night and, um, it's, uh, looking like I'm going to be here through, uh, some of the week, uh, this week. He's going to try to step in some, uh, but, um, he's anxious to get back started. And we certainly miss him. Uh, thanks to our uh, wonderful, wonderful sponsors. I'm going to go ahead and kick off uh, today. We're going to be talking about uh, the the, pres- the uh, presidential race uh, in France. Uh, and say, so, well, it's France. Who cares, right? But I think there's some implications. I think there's some reflection of what's going on here uh, with there, even though uh, France probably is, you know, uh, we can look at France or look at, look at Europe and see. The direction they're going, that's the direction that the globalists would love to take us. Uh, Marie Le Pen is uh, the blowback on that. I don't know if there'll be enough to uh, thwart Macron, but we'll see. I actually have someone on the ground actually in France. I've been talking to him this morning. So hopefully maybe we can get an update from them and kind of let us know what's going on there uh, in real time. I'm going to go ahead, uh, let Doc jump in here. Uh, give our first sponsor so we can get that out of the way and then we can get rolling, okay? Realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still 
here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right. And we already have uh, several of our listeners that have uh, used Red River Your Way and uh, just speak so highly of them, including Doc Washburn. So, again, thank you so much for indulging us on that uh, or in that. Uh, oh, by the way, last night, I could not, my mind was just, I couldn't think of Newt Gingrich. I couldn't think of Dinesh D'Souza, uh, the, the, the uh, movie that I mentioned that Trump is uh, mentioned in his uh, speech last night in Delaware was 2000 mules. And so uh, make sure you see that. Uh, I think it's out uh, now, but it's, again, special thanks to our sponsors, River River Your Way, Justin Minton Law Firm, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, uh, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones Investments and TurnMyPowerOn.com or uh, the Upper Cervical Center here of Arkansas for those of you in Arkansas. So we're just so thankful that you joined us today on this Sunday afternoon. And again, a lot of you will listen to this later, so it won't be Sunday to you, but for our live listeners, so uh, glad that you're on here with us. <clears throat> and uh, each and every one of you, I'm looking at you, Punisher and uh, let's see, uh, Ramte, uh, Sig33, uh, Nick Tony, uh, E. Pierce, um, uh, let's see, looks like, uh, NX, uh, uh, CV, uh, maybe. Uh, but, uh, anyway, all of you, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here and, uh, just looking forward to spend a little bit of time with you here today. Uh, you know, something, it's amazing how in our lives, uh, a lot of times we can get so busy in so many things that we lose sight of, uh, some things that, uh, are so, hey, Hugh, hey, Stephanie, good to see you guys join us today. Um, but we lose sight of some things that are so obvious, uh, and, and, uh, they're just, uh, they're lost, uh, or at least they're misplaced. Uh, I think that can happen to us in families where we get so caught up and running to soccer practice, we're running to dance, we're running to this, running to that. We lose sight, you know, we're trying to make a living, uh, we're trying to plan, we're trying to save, uh, we're trying to, you know, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, on and on. And we lose sight of what the most important thing is. Uh, and, and so it is with a nation, you know, and those principles, the principles of, of your family, of family time and having time together and uh, taking advantage of the time, the, the, the short window of time you have as a family to spend time together. Those of us that are empty nesters and our, our children are grown and we have grandchildren now. Uh, you know, we, we live it every day that, uh, and, and we enjoy this stage of life, but at the same time, we understand that that, that short window of time that you have your children, uh, in the home, uh, it can be so chaotic, it can be so demanding, yet it, uh, goes by so, uh, slowly on one hand, but so very quickly on the other. 
and, and things are lost if we're not careful. Uh, and, and so it is with liberty. Liberty is the same way. Liberty, we can get caught up in living our lives and we lose sight of the need to fight for liberty. And I think that's happened with these vaccine mandates and with these mask mandates. You know, we've we've uh, not all of us. And I played you some video or audio last night of the people in Salem Springs, uh, Arkansas, up in northwest Arkansas, near Fayetteville. They're pushing back really hard uh, uh, against the governor in a, in a town hall. But by far and large, we spend so much of our time trying to make a living, trying to just live life. Uh, we we sometimes don't sometimes we don't realize that liberty is one of those precious, precious commodities uh, that has to be fought for on a daily basis. And liberty can be eroded. Liberty uh, is is difficult. There's a reason that America is one of the few, if only countries that has the liberty we have is because we fight for it and we're we're diligent and uh and vigilant in in the pursuit of liberty uh it, there's no accident that our founders termed it as the pursuit of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness uh and uh, that that word pursuit means ongoing it's it's continual uh, it, it's never over. The fight for liberty is never over because there's always someone wanting to take your liberty. There's always someone wanting to enslave you. There's always someone wanting to rule over you. And uh, uh, and so we, we have that. And and with that, uh, one of those principles that I think gets lost a lot of times and maybe got lost during this mask and vaccine attempted mandates of us, you know, um, you know, if more of us and, and I said us, I didn't say you, if more of us would, you know, whether it's uh, jewelry stores that uh, have to have a homosexual relationship in every single ad uh, are now, you know, uh, and, and listen, that it won't stop with that. You know, and, and those of you that know anything about me, you know, I feel just as strongly about adulterous relationships as I do homosexuality. Uh, I don't, I don't pick on one immorality over another. Uh, all, anything that is not God's original design uh, will not work in the long term. It will be detrimental to a society. And, uh, and that started, we were, you know, hoodwinked into divorce wasn't that bad. And it is literally the social cancer of America. And it has been for the last 50, 60 years. And now we have uh, homosexuality over the last 15 or 20 years. Uh, we were walking through a outdoor mall last night and seeing <clears throat> all the advertisements, you know, in the store windows. And it's two girls, two guys, you know, hugged up and they do it to where you don't know if they're friends or not. But the more you see, the more you realize uh, it's it's all an agenda uh, to uh, to normalize immorality. Uh, in our life. And, uh, and, and the, the founders saw this not as much from a morality, even though they were very concerned. In fact, the founders even said, uh, that this type, this form, this representative republic could not last, uh, unless there were, there was a, a moral compass and a moral foundation. So they certainly believed in morality. Uh, but they talked about something, especially Jefferson, uh, talked about something called the, the consent of the governed. 
And, and I think so often we are, uh, at least some of us, are intimidated uh, by force. We're intimidated by marble. We're intimidated by officials. Uh, and and we need to realize that government has no money except for your money and my money. Government has no power except for the power that we give it. And so uh, we have to, and, and because we want to be law-abiding, we want to be people that are, uh, you know, uh, good neighbors, good citizens. We want to get along with everybody. We don't want trouble. Uh, but in, in this day and hour that we live, listen, there are people that are, they will gladly take your liberty. And, uh, we, the governed, uh, have to give that consent, uh, for that to happen. And so I, I think it's very important, uh, that we, that we look at that. I wanted to, uh, read something to you here today. Uh, and I think it just kind of brings back home, uh, uh, something Jefferson talks about the consent of the governed. And I believe it's so, so very important, uh, what Jefferson said about it. Uh, Jefferson uh, was the principal author of the Declaration of Independence, as you well know, uh, and probably one of the, uh, basically most radical political documents ever written. It's, it's, it's divine in every way. Uh, a frequent, a frequently, and, uh, let me, let me find the author of this, uh, piece here. If I can find it for you. Uh, I, I don't see it here. Uh, maybe it's at the end. Um, but anyway, if I, if I find the, I'll certainly give credit. Uh, Jefferson was the principal author of Declaration of Independence. A frequently expressed opinion in recent times is that as Americans, we should be grateful to our government, government for giving us freedom of speech. And therefore, we should not criticize our government, particularly in a time of war. No, Jefferson would have said the government does not give you that right. It is yours inherently. Furthermore, it is only for the purpose of preserving that right uh, that others uh, 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 preserving that right and others that the government exists at all. And when the government fails to preserve these rights, it loses its legitimacy and has no more claim to authority over the people. The people then have the right and, in fact, the duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for the future security. Uh, let's look real quick at the radicalness of the Declaration of Independence. We usually think of the Declaration in its historical context, and we tend to view it from the perspective of over two centuries of what must appear to be the inevitable existence of our government. But Jefferson began the Declaration with an appeal to universal principles when he wrote the nature of governments. He meant all governments, including the one that declared its independent existence on the fourth day of July in 1776. Listen to what he says. It is self-evident, Jefferson wrote in the Declaration, that all men are created equal, that we all possess certain inalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These words are often quoted, but it is the words that follow that make the Declaration truly radical. Yet another of Jefferson's self-evident truth, truths is that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. There it is. And that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. 
And uh, man, that sounds so radical in today, but that is, that is one of the chief founders, the chief author of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and it reminds me so often, uh, we, we're thinking, you know, even as conservatives, we're thinking, well, I'm going to go to office. What can I do for people? And I'll remind you of something a farmer told me years ago. I was running for, uh, lieutenant governor and I was talking to a farmer out in a rural county and, uh, he was out there working and I walked up and, you know, uh, introduced myself to him. We talked for just a moment and I said, well, you know, t- tell me what I could, what I can do as lieutenant governor, what I can do. And you know, his answer to me was it was the most, uh, prolific, the most honest and the most accurate answer. I think that a politician could ever be given. And he said, young man, you know what you can do for me? He said, you can go to that office and stay out of my way. <laughs> and that's how the founders felt. The founders said, listen, if we get elected to an office, we're going there not to do something. We're going there to keep the, an eye on the government. And, and today, quite honestly, that is such a radical mindset, but it is a traditional uh, uh, tenet of the Declaration of Independence. Listen to to. To the very title, declaration or declaring our independence. Who's declaring their independence? Not a nation from another nation. No, individuals from England, individuals from the monarchy's oppression over them. And, and so often we have this idea that the government is giving us permission. We already have permission. We don't need to get permission from the government. The, the article goes on, talks about the sovereignty of the people. And I'm talking about this today in light of the mask and the vaccine mandates. Uh, and uh, we need to realize that any mandate whatsoever uh, is a terrible idea. One, two, it has to be ran through the lens of the consent of the governed. And that is not something that we talk about a lot. We can talk about John Locke. We can talk about. Uh, uh, Jefferson and, and a lot of times we, we don't talk about the consent of the governed. Uh, Jefferson's devotion to the consent of the governed and the right of the people was absolute. Two years before the declaration at the time when most Americans still felt favorably disposed toward George III and when very few questioned the hereditary nature of royal authority, Jefferson asserted that the king was no more the chief officer of the people appointed by the laws and circumscribed with definite powers to assist in working with great machine of government erected for their use and consequently subject to their superintendence. And in his first inaugural address as president, Jefferson declared all two will bear in mind that the sacred principle that though the will of the majority is in all cases to prevail, that will to be rightful must be reasonable, that the minority possesses their equal rights, which equal law must protect and violate would be oppression. And so any individual, uh, any government uh, that forces an individual to do something. And I know people's going to say, well, you know, someone driving 150 miles an hour uh, and they'll use extreme examples. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about people who endanger other people. We're talking about 
uh, the basic tenets of government. Jefferson was an idealist and also an optimist, as most idealists are. He recognized the realities of political life. But even in the face of the most dismal realities, he maintained his faith, faith in the inherent rights of the individual. He wrote in 1774, instead of subjecting the military to the civil powers, his majesty has expressly made the civil, the civil subordinate to the military. But can his majesty thus put down all law under his feet? Can he erect a power superior, superior to that which erected himself? He has done it indeed by force, but let him remember that force cannot give right. And he went on to affirm that God who gave us life, uh, liberty, and at the same time, the hand of force may destroy, but it cannot disjoin them. And so uh, today on this uh, April uh, 24th, we need to be reminded uh, that there is no uh Right or no mandate or no removing of this or removing the, of that. Uh, now the, the, that, that we have to get permission from the government because we, the government has to get permission from us. Uh, I, I see this all the time with, uh, in Doc Washburn's campaign and people are telling him, you know, uh, well, you, you know, you need to, uh, you know, you, you want to cut, uh, taxes, but man, you got to be careful and uh, you, you know, you, you don't want to get the government in trouble. You don't want to get the government, you know, not having enough money, but we, do, we sure don't mind uh, the people not having enough money. Uh, you know, I heard a professor not long ago said, listen, uh, there are very few poor countries. There are poor people. And the reason the people are poor is because politicians have, have raked off the wealth of those countries and, and left the scraps for the people. And, and I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And I think we see that right now. Listen, anytime a third of your, uh, a, a third of your, um, income is be, is being taken by taxes. Uh, and then the well, get this, the wealthiest county in America is in Northern Virginia a suburb of Washington, D.C., where all the bureaucrats uh, live. And so the bureaucrats are living like kings and people in, in middle America are living like paupers because of the people that are taking their money, the EPA, the uh, FFC or FEC or, and, and uh, CIA and IRS and on and on, all these agencies and all these people making just unbelievable amounts of money and flying all over the country and, and unlimited uh, expense accounts and on and on. And uh, we, we, the people, did not consent to that. And so there needs to be a reset. And that's what, actually what Donald Trump is all about. But see, socialists don't want that. Socialists uh, and communists uh, want to live like kings, and they want everybody else to be subject to them. But uh, – the, the government that our founders envisioned was a government that was poor and a people that were wealthy. We've got a, we've got a wealthy government with poor people. We've got a government in little bitty Arkansas that has $1.2 billion in savings. 
and you got people here that can't put food on their table. You got people here that can't put gas in their tank. And then when Doc Washburn says we're going to cut, uh, cut out the income tax, we're going to cut out the small business tax. We're going to cut out the tax on used cars and used goods. Man, everybody, we, we can't do that. We can't do that. The, the government's got to have money. Listen, the government is holding the people's money. Government has no money and has no power except for the power that the people give it. And I think that is such a clear uh, distinction that uh, needs to be made, that should be made, uh, that has to be made on a regular basis. And you and I have to be reminded uh, that we have been given uh, this uh, liberty and and it, it is a fight. It is a continual uh, fight, struggle to make sure that this uh, liberty is maintained because if we don't maintain it, uh, what happens is we lose it. And then uh, someone, uh, we're going to serve somebody. And so what we have to serve, we have to uh, be subject to is liberty itself. That is our, uh, that, that is our subjectivity. Uh, I, I want to continue uh, this thought and move on a little bit. But first, a uh, couple of thoughts from our sponsors. We talked a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule call now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. And he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com. All right. Um, and and uh, just for full disclaimer, um, my wife and I went to myfamilyhealthplan.com. Uh, called Art. He went through everything with us and got the most insurance we've ever had for the least amount of money, least out of pocket and could not be happier. So give Art a call at my, or go online at myfamilyhealthplan.com and uh, let him, uh, uh, help you out. So I wanted to, uh, uh, pivot here just a little bit, talk about what's going on, uh, in, uh, France and, uh, just give you a little bit of, of taste of what's happening there. Uh, some of you may not, may not know, but Emmanuel Macron, uh, is, um, uh, and, uh, Marine Le Pen are in a, uh, a, 
uh, battle for the uh, presidency of France. Uh, and exit polls right now are showing that the globalist Macron has won. Uh, uh, we all know uh, that those um, uh, th- th- those polls can can not always be accurate. Uh, it is saying that is the the 50 year high in voter abstention. There there are less voters uh, than there have been in 50 years uh, in France uh, because people are just so sick of, um, of of what's going on, so sick of it. Uh, but but so often people are not sick enough. And then people he, here's the and especially the French, but but Americans know different. Uh, I, I've heard so many people say this, and this is why I even brought up the election in France, because so many uh, of the French say, look, we hate Macron. We hate what he's doing. We hate how he is being oppressive. We hate all the mandates, uh, but we're afraid of Le Pen. Uh, so why are you afraid of Le Pen? Does that sound familiar? That's exactly what they've said about Donald Trump. Well, he's just unhinged. We're, we're afraid of him. Well, how are the pe- how has it worked out for you? The people you're not afraid of. You wasn't afraid of Obama. How would that work out for you? You're not afraid of Joe Biden. How would that work out for you? Uh, and, and so often people, uh, are, are going, they go with in elections and, and so many other things in life. They go with the safe choice. They go with the, sh- what, what they would call the sure thing. Um, and there's an old saying, you know, if you to keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, uh, is, is a true definition of insanity and nothing could be further or, or closer to the truth. And so it is. So Marine Le Pen, uh, you know, she's a radical, uh, radical because she wants to rein in immigration, radical because she wants to put uh, France first. Uh, and we see we saw this exact same thing. But this is how the left wins elections. This is they, they, they do it out of fear. They do it out of intimidation. Oh, if you if you get uh, uh, Donald Trump, he's going to he's going to. Uh, you know, he's a warmonger. Oh, really? Uh, well, in the four years that Donald Trump was president, we had the most peace with the le- we sent. We had, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we had the least amount of young men and women die uh, in in uh, skirmishes all over the world. We weren't looking for wars to go join. Uh, so some, uh, you know, so some politicians uh, and some. Uh, of the of the globalist defense companies uh, could could pad their bottom line. Uh, none of that happened because it was about America first. It was about the people first. Uh, Donald Trump had an idea that uh, a, a war, the only war worth uh, sending your children to fight in was one that he was willing to send his children to fight in. Thus, we didn't go to any, we didn't start any wars. We didn't, we weren't a part of anything like that. And so, uh, it is, is, uh, you know, a, a, an ordinary, uh, tactic of the left to make you afraid of someone, uh, that can actually make a change, that can uh, make things for the better. And, and they'll always use the inference of, 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 of Hitler and they'll use the, the, you know, Mussolini or, or, or whomever. They'll use some, uh, extreme radical, 
uh, example, uh, you know, ignoring the fact that Marine Le Pen has been in the government and been a part of public life for her whole life, uh, for much of her life, that Donald Trump, you know, ran businesses and people, the, the very same people that beloved him uh, before he ran for president, you know, hated him and and uh, said all things, uh, kind of things about him. The very politicians that said how dangerous he was, you know, went to his office and groveled for donations for campaign contributions. That is the extreme hypocrisy of uh, the establishment of both parties and of uh, surely the left. And so, um, uh, anyway, it, it's it's so important. And I think in that whole context uh, is uh, the underlying principle is uh, the power of of independence, the power of uh, the governed. And you can you can get to feeling so helpless. And you say, well, how do I not feel helpless? You do what you can. It goes back to what I've talked about the last two uh, days. You do what you can. You, 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 you can't do what you can't. You can't give a million dollars, but you can give ten dollars. You can't knock on a thousand doors, but you can send, uh, text to 30 of your friends and say, Hey man, here's a guy you ought to check out, see what you think. Um, and, and so often we're intimidated into doing nothing. Thinking that our little bit uh, won't help whatsoever. I'm reminded of the story of the little boy uh, walking up and down the uh, in the evening time, walking up and down the beach, and all the starfish were on the beach, and uh, and he's you know he's throwing them. There's there's millions of them out, uh, on the beach, and his grandfather uh, says, "Son, what are you doing?" He goes, "I'm I'm saving the starfish," and he and he's you know continues to throw them back into the water. He said, "Son," he said. You know, he said, there's too many of them. You can't, you, you can't save them all. You can't take care of all of them. There's just too many. And the little boy picks up one. He throws it in the water. He said, I made a difference in that one. And th- that's the mentality we have to have. We have to have the mentality, uh, that listen, I can't, I can't be involved in every campaign. I can't uh, help in every situation, but I can pray. I can give a little bit. I can tell other people. I can get maybe somebody that has some means and say, hey, would you consider uh, supporting this candidate? I can put a sign in my yard. I can put a bumper sticker on my car. There's something I can do. Uh, what we don't want to do is do nothing. And so I think that is so, so uh, very important. Uh, I've been following this uh the story with uh, some of you may or may not know, but the uh, uh, it's called the libs of TikTok. This is a uh, young lady uh, that is on Twitter. And what she does, she basically takes the uh, videos of liberals talking about their idiocy and their ideology and uh, these uh, second grade teachers talking about how they were talking to their class about uh, their sexuality and celebrating that they're gay or whatever. And she puts them on Twitter. So, and she didn't do any, uh, she didn't do any, uh, a narration. She didn't, she, she didn't do any type of commentary. She just puts the liberals on TikTok, on Twitter, in their own words, and they're just losing their minds over it. So in Wade's, uh, Washington Post, uh, reporter Lorenz, um, uh, and I can't think of her first name right off the, the bat. Uh, but she, you know, she has been, um, 
oh, let's see, Taylor, Taylor Lorenz. Uh, you know, she's she's the same one that was talking about people who dox people. And that means, you know, uh, telling their address and, and making their address public and making their name public. And she's talking about how horrible people that that do this kind of thing and people that, you know, go to people's homes and people that uh, reveal people's names. They're just horrible, horrible people. Well, guess what? When uh, when this young lady started uh, putting these people out there and it started really catching traction. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, the very one who had said how horrible doxing or uh, exposing people's addresses and their personal information, how dangerous it was, how terrible it was, she did the exact same thing. Now she's proclaiming because uh, she literally has said that the woman, uh, the young lady that has the libs of TikTok, she could have been uh, a, a, some type of insurrectionist. She could have been some type of uh, national or international spy in creating trouble and problems. So she's kind of self-proclaiming herself as a hero. What a pathetic hypocrite. And so, uh, but that is, that is the left. The left, if the left didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. Don't forget whatever liberals accuse you of doing, uh, they're actually doing it. They will accuse you of something maybe you probably didn't even think about doing, but they'll accuse you of it. And that is to cover them doing it themselves. That is what they do. That's how they operate. Uh, and so we're going to come back here in just a moment with uh, some other good stuff that we're going to be talking about. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about uh, Justin's, Justin Minton uh, Law Firm. And uh, Doc, take it away. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton... Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Doc. Uh, uh, have you been following the story of the uh, Ms. Wilson, 89-year-old woman who was set to ride on a plane for the first time in her life? Uh, and uh, she she claims a seat in first class. Uh, let me read this to you. Ms. Wilson, 89-year-old woman who was set to ride on a plane for the first time in her life. I'd never been inside a plane. She'd never been to an airport. Uh, to make sure that she'd be relaxed and comfortable the whole time Ms. Wilson booked a business or first class ticket. However, when she made her way to business class, she encountered some resistance. Uh, her experience was far from comfortable. 
because she didn't look like a typical first class uh, uh, client. I was starting to feel like she had caused some commotion on the plane. The poor Mrs. Wilson suddenly felt anxious and stressed. She could feel everybody's judging eyes on her. Even the flight attendant seemed to be flustered by uh, the situation. Mrs. Wilson had no idea what to do. Eventually, Mrs. Wilson was allowed to sit in her business seat, but the damage had already been done. She felt horrible. She could feel her body trembling. She tried to put her bag away. Uh, in the process of stowing her bag away, an old photograph fell out. Uh, the man sitting next to her assigned business class seat picked up the old photo. His uh, eyes widened as he saw what was in it. Uh, he looked at Mrs. Wilson as if, as if seeing her differently now. Is this really yours? He asked, still obviously shocked by what he saw, what was in the picture. Uh, who is Mrs. Wilson and why won't people accept her business class? When Ms. Mrs. Wilson arrived at the airport for the first time, she felt she had entered an entirely different world. She'd stayed in the province most of her life. The airport seemed to be a mythical place to her. Ms. Wilson's eyes widened as she entered the building. She had never seen so much as technology, so much technology in one place. There was so much to see. Ms. Ms. Wilson didn't know about how metal, uh, metal detectors work. She hid the keys to her home inside her shoes. Uh, so that set off the alarms. <clears throat> the loud sound startled Mrs. Wilson. She was led to a corner where a couple of guards asked her to remove all the items from her pocket. So she went through all of that. Uh, she was relieved that she wasn't in trouble. Mrs. Wilson was instructed to proceed to the business class area. Mrs. Wilson put on her best clothes for this trip, but as she made her way to the business class section, she uh, immediately knew she was underdressed. Uh, people were obviously avoiding crossing paths with her, kind of looking uh, the other way, uh, kind of looking down on her. Mrs. Wilson had no way to download an online ticket to print it, so she had to pick up a physical copy of her ticket. Um, uh, it was clear that she was uh, that many were doubting Miss Wilson uh, really had a first class ticket. Uh, and uh, but after they showed her the ticket, they knew that she was telling the truth. Uh, she she got lost in the airport. Uh, she almost missed her flight. She had nowhere to go. She's blindly following other passengers. Um, and so uh, fortunately, there were some kind airport employees who took pity on the old woman uh, and immediately she felt relieved. Uh, finally reaching the boarding gate, the airport employee led her to her department zone. She finally got on the plane. Uh, while waiting for the boarding call, Miss Wilson filled nervously with her purse and a nice looking young man and noticed how fidgety she was becoming. He asked, is this your first time on a plane? <clears throat> Miss Wilson admitted that it was her first time flying. I'm really worried. Uh, but the flight attendant came and asked the passengers to approach the boarding bridge that connected the airplane to the airport, re realizing that she was about to go inside a plane for the first time in a few seconds. Uh, she felt nervous. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, you scroll on down and uh, <laughs> this is one of those uh, that takes you on a on a uh, what I call a snipe hunt. Uh, to find out the true identity of the person. It goes on and on. It's got ads after ads after ads, uh, letting you know, you know, who it is and what it is and, uh, uh, and all about their embarrassment and goes, tells the same story over and over and over. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gone down those rabbit trails like I'm going down right now, uh, to try to find the end. I started this. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm trying to find the end of it and what, uh, who actually Miss Wilson is. Uh, after, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, photo fell out of her pocket. 
uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, they uh, didn't realize at first who she was. Now they're realizing who she is. Uh, so uh, I'm going to I want to help you out. OK, so you don't do what I did and find yourself going down this rabbit trail. Uh, and so they finally gave the the advertise or the the photograph back to uh, Miss Wilson uh, and the story behind the photo. All right, so it's Miss Wilson, a little boy, and uh, uh, that she's feeding, and a man. Uh, the Miss Wilson fair, uh, carefully took the photo back from the guy that that found it on the floor, uh, and he could see that it was a picture of her as a young, uh, much younger lady. And uh, Ms. Wilson belonged to a simple, poor family. Her parents were able to grow a small farm. Um, let's see. They were victims of war. I'm telling you, I'm helping you out here today, okay? Um, she found love. Uh, another tragedy. Uh, I'm literally, this is page after page. And uh, I, it, it looked like a uh, story that um, that... Uh, but but I'm 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 into it now, so I'm I'm not stopping. I'm just going to keep on going. Uh, uh, she uh, she had a difficult uh, marriage, and then she sent her little boy to an orphanage. Uh, it goes on. It gives you more ads. So we're we're getting down to who this is, okay? Because we're we're staying on this. I'm on. I'm in it to win it, uh, like Doc. I'm I'm staying on this. Uh, uh, the passengers who listened to Miss Wilson's story was amazed and humbled by her life. Some of them thought uh, that it helped them to look at life differently. Uh, the, little did they know that the uh, Miss Wilson know that the flight attendant went to the cockpit after hearing her story. Um, after a few minutes later, an announcement was made over the intercom: "Dear passengers, this is your captain speaking. Our flight is coming to an end, but our lives don't have to end with it. Each of our lives is full of up and downs, but there's no reason to believe that some of us." Are more fortunate than others. We get opportunities from our birth and our lives depend on how we use them without making mistakes. By, th- by this time, everyone was listening intently. Uh, and the, and the, the captain goes on to preach about don't be looking down on other people. Uh, the pilot continues to say as we hold a grudge against someone who we may not understand. Uh, also, I like to tell my mother who's flying with us today that I love her very much. And I've forgiven her a long time ago. She's a good person, deserves to be respected. So bottom line was, uh, this, this lady who everybody was looking down on, uh, was riding for the very first time in her life. Uh, and, uh, the man flying the plane was her son, uh, that, um, was the captain on the plane. So I just wasted, uh, 15 minutes of your life that you will never get back, uh, because I got caught up in a thread of some some story uh, on Breitbart. So, uh, you know, lesson 101, don't read something that you don't know for sure what in the world they're talking about. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, that, that'll save you from having to read that story later. You'll you'll get to see it. Oh, by the way, there was a priest attacked uh, in, during mass uh, in France during this uh uh, during the, uh, right in the middle of this election time, uh, I haven't heard, like I told you, I have a friend that's actually over in France. We've been texting back and forth today. He's over there visiting. Um, I also saw where, uh, Piers Morgan, uh, was busting out, uh, Donald Trump, uh, 
Schweitzer, Peter Schweitzer, uh, was talking about Joe Biden at the center of the Hunter legal issues. Listen, you and I both know something, okay? And that is that leftists are never going to get in trouble. Uh, we have people from January the 6th that are being held in, uh, jail. They've been in jail for over 400 days. Uh, we have people that put their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk and they're looking at years and years in federal prison. AOC goes in, does a sit-in with a, a mass of people in uh, Nancy Pelosi's office, refuses to leave. Nobody gets arrested. Nobody has any trouble. Nobody has any problems. Uh, Fox News is doing their typical duck and cover today. What are they doing? Well, you know, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, uh, uh, latter part of the week was caught on audio uh, with Liz Cheney talking about how Trump should resign. He was going to ask him to resign. Uh, and so now, uh, you, you've got these, uh, lackeys going on Fox News, which is more than happy, uh, to do it. Uh, guys like McCall from Texas, a representative, talking about how Kevin McCarthy should be the next Speaker of the House. Baloney. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, that the midterms could be great for the GOP. But the GOP is so feckless and so uh, spineless uh, that if they do not change the leadership, if they don't change uh, the, the Senate president, if they don't change the Speaker of the House, nothing will change. Uh, if you don't get a Jim Jordan, if you don't get a Thomas Massey, if you don't get a, a Rudy Gobert, if you don't get somebody like that, that is uh, in the house that has a backbone, it's not going to matter. So what are they going to do for the next few weeks? They're going to trot people out and talk about how great Kevin McCarthy is. Kevin McCarthy has shown his stripes. We knew what he was. Uh, we know now what he is. He's not going to change. He's going to be in the same uh, uh, the same vein as, uh, as uh, Paul Ryan. He's going to be in the same uh, Bain is John Boehner and on and on. It's nothing is going to change if the leadership doesn't change. And so, um, it is so important, uh, that, that we get change at the top and not just the top. It's got to go all the way through. We've got to get men like Conrad Reynolds elected, uh, to the, uh, district two uh, of the House of Representatives for uh, to represent the state of Arkansas or, or else everything uh, will remain the same. I don't know if you've been following the, uh, the, the whole deal with Michael Tyson. And uh, I read a little bit more about that, but Michael Tyson, you know, got into it, uh, beat a guy uh, really, uh, I don't think he like hurt him really, really bad, but he uh, took care of him pretty good on an airplane. And uh, the bottom line was the guy did ask for a selfie. Uh, Tyson, uh, took a selfie with him. Uh, then the guy started uh, badgering him and asking for more stuff. And then finally threw a bottle and hit Tyson in the back of the head. And the guy was inebriated. He was drunk. That, that's why I think they need to eliminate alcohol. They need to, they need to listen. If you're going to, if you're going to wand me, if you're going to put me through a metal detector, then make me blow for alcohol content. Quit putting people on planes that are drunk. Every single person, they're either a liberal. Don't let liberals or drunks on planes anymore because those are the two that cause trouble. Uh, you can cut out 99%. Uh, do away the TSA. Uh, get some, uh, some BAC, some, some, uh, some alcohol content. Uh, deals that people can blow in, 
uh, and, and then look at people's political. I'm, I'm half joking there. Uh, but if you'll get rid of liberals and, and, and people drinking too much on airplanes, uh, you'll solve uh, 99% of the problems that are on airplanes. It's, you know, uh, here's the amazing thing. You know, uh, we, we keep uh, doing the same thing over and over and over. And yet we find ourselves uh, in, in the same situations over and over. It's, it's the same people causing the same problems uh, over and over on these uh, airplanes. And so uh, it's really pretty easy. Uh, just go ahead and take care of them and uh, you can uh, you can get them out of the way. Uh, I, I want to give you a couple of more ads here. Uh, and uh, and uh, this one is from uh, Doc talking about Jonathan Presswood with uh, Edward Jones. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement, call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you so much, Doc. Appreciate that. And uh, again, we're so thankful to have you today. I want to tell you a story uh, when we're closing out here today that is just uh, it, it, it speaks of the tenacity, the, the it, it, tremendous belief in uh, integrity and liberty that Doc Washburn has uh, something this week. I watched him something happen uh, that was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, before we do that, I want to um, I want to bring in um, uh, Justin Minton with the Minton Law Firm. Uh, we're going to do that. And then I got a story to tell you about something that happened this week. I'm sitting here looking at the Arkansas Voters Guide and the comp- the uh, organization that puts that out. Uh, and. Uh, and Doc called them out, the, the founder, uh, who has been a tremendous friend of ours uh, and of mine personally and of Doc's. And Doc has worked with him on a lot of things, but he really stepped in it this week and Doc called him out on it. I'll tell you more about that here in just a moment. 
Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Thank you, Doc. Uh, I want to tell you the story. I'm sitting here looking at the Arkansas Voters Guide that's put out by the Family Council of Arkansas. It's a phenomenal, uh, just a prince of a guy by the name of Jerry Cox is the uh, founder, owner, uh, not owner, but founder of Arkansas Family Council. Been there 40 plus years. Uh, has fought for, uh, uh, for pro-life, fought for against abortion. Uh, probably the most consistent uh, uh, conservative, uh, especially in the social, uh, areas that, that I have ever met, uh, other than Doc. Doc is just, uh, phenomenally consistent and, uh, when it comes to, uh, life issues, uh, and, and all conservative issues. But, uh, Jerry's organization, Family Council, put on this, I think it was in conjunction with this bigger group out of, uh, California. I could be wrong on this. Uh, I do know this California group is very connected to, um, to Mike Huckabee. And so, uh, I'm looking at this Arkansas Voters Guide. Okay. And in this Voters Guide, basically it's, you know, for the primary and it's telling you what, how everybody believes. Uh, and I'm opening it up here and it's saying, you know, on abortion, on balanced budget, on elections, allowing churches to endorse candidates, uh, amending the Federal Civil Rights Act of 1964 to add sexual orientation or you for or against, uh, immigration, guns, COVID, uh, uh, like mandates. Uh, and it just asks, where do you stand on those things? You know, that's, that's the questions. And, and, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is, um, uh, running against uh, Doc Washburn for the go- governorship, I refused to answer. Uh, but anyway, they had this big summit. And uh, well, guess who? You now, this is Jerry's group that put this on. Uh, Sarah refuses to answer the questions in the, uh, you know, in the, the guide that everybody receives. But yet they ask her to speak uh, at this event. Uh, Doc didn't get an invitation even to attend, much less to speak. Uh, and she didn't show up, of course, but she did a video and they, they played the video. Uh, but, uh, they had Owen Strong. They had, um, a lot of these, 
uh, uh, religious leaders that are really speaking out uh, against uh, the, the wokeness and the transgenderism and all of that. And the, and the whole thing was to equip Christians to stand against the woke uh, culture and transgender and all of that. And uh, so, you know, a great premise uh, that uh, that they had uh, going on here. And uh, but in the midst of this, in the middle of this sandwich in between two of these um, uh, really prolific speakers, uh, they had Governor Asa Hutchinson that was going to give some words. This is quote a words of encouragement. Uh, and so Doc calls me and he says, you know, did you see where Asa Hutchison is speaking of this? I said, yeah, he said the same, the same Asa Hutchison that vetoed the bill that the legislature in Arkansas passed that would outlaw chemical castration and transgender transformation of children, uh, at Children's Hospital and UAMS, University of Arkansas Medical Center. Uh, he vetoed the bill, thankfully, the state legislature overrode his uh, veto. Then he turns around and goes on Tucker Carlson, talk, Carlson talking about Asa Hutt, Governor Hutchinson, and uh, and uh, Tucker asked him uh, the reason that you vetoed that is that because of Walmart? No, that's not why. It's because of the doctors. So you hadn't talked to Walmart? No, I hadn't talked to Walmart. Uh, and then uh, found a recording of where. Governor Hutchinson is saying on another show earlier uh, that uh, there was a lot of corporations in the uh, state that had concerns about it. Well, me being a former legislator, I knew that a Arkan, uh, Walmart was not going to want him to do that because they're super woke. Two, they were going to lean on him and whatever he told they told him to do, he was going to do it because Asa Hutchinson's goal is uh, one to keep. A lot of the law firm business that his son and others are getting as a result of his uh, doing what they tell him to do. And two, though, his highest priority is to get a board seat, uh, a board director seat uh, on the board of Arkansas uh, of Walmart so that he'll be set up financially for the rest of his life. And so there was no way he was going to go against Walmart. No way, no how. And so he ball-faced lied to Tucker Carlson saying that he had not talked to them when, in fact, he had talked to them and even admitted it. So here is that uh, Asa Hutchinson talking at this event uh, that is supposed to be equipping religious leaders and Christians as a whole uh, to push back against wokeism, against transgenderism, against this infiltration of of this transgender homosexuality immorality in our schools and, and upon our children and on our families. And here's Asa Hutchison, uh, giving words of encouragement. So, uh, Doc goes on, uh, his podcast right here and calls out, uh, Jerry, uh, uh, Cox. And then he goes on Facebook and does Facebook live and calls out Jerry Cox. And so, that is the kind of people that you are going to have to have. You're going to have to have the Donald Trumps. You're going to have to have the Doc Washburns that will call an ace an ace, call a spade a spade, will say what needs to be said. Uh, and, and Doc doesn't say it mean. He doesn't say it crass. He doesn't say it ugly. He just says it super clear and super plain. And so it's so important that we have people like this. And I'm so thankful 
that I get to be a part of this podcast. I get to listen to it. I get to every now and then join in. I get to be a part of the ownership team uh, and get to support this guy uh, that will stand up like this because that's the kind of people we're going to have to have uh, in the hour that we're living in. Got a, uh, one more uh, advertiser that I need to squeeze in here. And then after that, we're going to do our tweet of the day. Got some really good ones for you. And then we'll be closing down. So uh, listen to this uh, last ad uh, from Doc Washburn about uh, the upper cervical center. Uh, TurnMyPowerOn.com. Then we're going to do the tweet of the day. Got some uh, great tweets for you here in just a moment. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines? Neck pain? Back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on find a doctor near you. And I sure hope you can. Okay. Thank you so much, Doc. Uh, so while we're getting teed up here, uh, I want to do the tweet of the day and we're going to get that started here in just a second. Take it away, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show tweet of the day. Thank you. That's from Brian, super cool, coolest. That puts that together for us. We're so thankful for that. Uh, our uh, our uh, tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way is that big car dealership right here in the middle of the United States of America that will ship a car anywhere in the United States. Go to my, uh, Red River Your Way uh, and look uh, on their uh, inventory. Uh, get your uh, financing lined up right there. Figure out what you want to pay. And uh, they can take care of it for you. Uh, I don't know if you knew about this. This is actually uh, on uh, on Twitter, and it wasn't going to be my uh, part of my tweet of the day. Uh, but uh, as a, a brief that COVID-19 vaccine makers Pfizer and Moderna both separately named new CFOs on Monday, with Pfizer hiring a CFO who's stepping down from his post as uh, finance chief of retailer Lowe's Companies, who was formerly a CFO at CVS Health. Moderna is tapping a one-time finance chief at Cardinal Health. 
most recently CFO of uh, Densply Serona, a dental supply company. So I found that uh, fascinating. Um, someone tweeted this out. Uh, this was not from today, uh, but I saw this the other day and I thought it was good. It said, you know, probably one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life uh, is that I didn't get the vaccination. And man, that is so, so uh, very true. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I don't think I ever really uh, for a moment even seriously considered uh, getting uh, the, the vaccine. How about you? I, I certainly didn't. I didn't, it, it never even uh, occurred to me, uh, to, to get it. It never, you know, um, uh, uh this is Dr. Zelenko. Uh, I gotta give him a, said hi. Let's see how long I last on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Z stack. That's, uh, where that, uh, uh, that's where that comes from. So, um, let's see, uh, uh, Elon Musk says he's moving on. I guess he has, uh, he's forgot about buying Twitter. Um, so, um, let's see. I'm looking here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said he's moving on, uh, from making fun of Bill Gates for shorting Tesla while claiming to support climate change action. Uh, yeah, as I said, these people are just uh, total and complete uh, hypocrites. Um, uh, Cat turd for uh, for your information. I know where I had six hours of severe stomachache last night. That eventually got so bad I could barely walk, even get out of bed. Uh, for the first time in my life, I had to call an ambulance. Was taken to the hospital. I'm still here ha- ha- having tests. So praying for him that uh, everything. Um, it works out for him. Uh, uh, this is, uh, Chilliam says, why does, uh, DeSantis appear to be the only governor in the United States with guts? And I cleaned that up a little bit for you. Uh, do you believe that Donald Trump won the 2020 election? 100%. Um, uh, Ben Carson said it's nice to be in the sky again without an unnecessary face mask. Um, Uh, Elon Musk demands Trump's reinstatement to Twitter and a letter to their board. Cat uh, uh, Turd says he's uh, finally getting released. A uh, horribly long night next day. Thanks for all the well wishes. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tweet what the doctors found later on. Um, let's see. Uh, Chicago Ray, and I've wondered about this. I don't know how you feel about it, but I've wondered about this. Uh, the Chicago, if you don't f- f- uh, follow Chicago one Ray, Chicago one Ray on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, it says Obama gave the order on election night. No doubt about it. I am, I am a hundred percent convinced that Barack Obama had, uh, if not everything much to do with, uh, with, uh, the still, the stolen election. Uh, Sam, uh, Pogano, unvaccinated people are still alive and kicking. How that is sarcasm, as you well know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got to see this. Uh, I'll, I'll try to post it to the show page. Uh, it is a tweet and uh, it is, uh, you know, the, the sucker sticks, you know, the, the, the little suckers you should get at the bank that was in the cellophane and they had like the little paper uh, handle uh, and it was the bendy type handle. Well, this is a, 
this is one of those handles, but there's no sucker on it, but it's completely sealed up. And it said, uh, it said a paper straw in a plastic wrap. Uh, it's the green movement in a single picture. So it wasn't a sucker. It, it was actually a straw bent double uh, in cellophane wrap. Uh, uh, oh, oh, this is great. This is from the Bradford file. If you don't follow him, he's a great follow. He says, so when do we get to see Nancy Pelosi's text messages from January the 6th? Uh, they're so interested in everybody else's uh, text messages. When do we get to see Nancy Pelosi's? Uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's on fire. Congress is an utter failure, total, complete failure. They don't care about you, your family, your job, your security are your freedoms. They only care about themselves. They make me sick. Boy, that is so, uh, so true. Um, oh man, I can't read that one. Um, world's first lesbian bishop calls for church to remove crosses to install Muslim prayer space. Um, that's real. I mean, it's so. Anyway, um, boy, uh, here's a picture. Here's a picture of Chris Wallace, and he's got this most disgusted look. It says the face you make when you're so woke, you leave your cushy job at Fox for CNN Plus, and CNN Plus shuts down within 30 days. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, uh, right now showing that, uh, that, uh, Emmanuel Macron is, uh, gonna win by 17 points in, uh, uh, in, in France. Hey, hey man, you know, you get what you deserve. Uh, you want more of that? Keep going. Um, Yeah, something about a conservative begging to get rid of uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, Uh, okay, right. Conservative National Review, Kevin Williamson made the case for keeping uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on the ballot, at the same time imploring the voters in the district to vote her out of office. Uh, Yeah, National Review, uh, and and same with Jonah Goldberg with – Who's the guy that runs Red State? Eric Erickson. Uh, all those guys, man, are just pathetic. Um, but anyway, hey, man, so good to join you today. So thankful that you took the time. I'm probably going to be on here a little bit later tonight. I'm going to uh, hit us with another one. Uh, I've got some more stuff I'm, I'm going to bring back, but I'm, I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to get off of here. Uh, so thankful that you joined us this evening. So thankful that you were a part of the show. And uh, I'll be on our early in the morning and giving you a Monday show. Be with you all week. We'll be talking about some great things. May even try to get Dr. Call in and uh, talk to him on the road uh, if you would like to see that. I think that would be good. So uh, 